Hello and welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. Today is July 9th and God is so happy that we are here to pray with him. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and let's get these blessings started. Okay, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind, thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know, but when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I've tried my best. Amen. And remember, brothers and sisters, where there is faith, there is love. Where there is love, there is peace. Where there is peace, there is God. And where there is God, there is no need. So thank you, God, for keeping us in peace. Stay with me. We'll be right back with more prayers for July 9th. And we're back with In Touch Magazine asking this question. Have you ever tried to run from God? Most of us won't try to escape physically by fleeing to another place the way Jonah did. But we're experts at ignoring God's commands, distracting ourselves with busyness, and offering no alternative plan in place of full obedience. No matter how we rationalize and excuse ourselves, rebellion leads only to pain and suffering. While running from the Lord, Jonah overlooked some essentials that we should all keep in mind. He incorrectly assumed that fleeing would be a way to avoid obeying God. But the Lord is not deterred by our attempts at manipulation. As David once wrote, he'll pursue us to the remotest part of the sea. Jonah also overlooked the fact that disobedience will, figuratively speaking, bring a person down. But notice that the reluctant prophet actually experienced this in a more literal way as well. After initially going down to Joppa, he proceeded down into a ship 
and ultimately found himself plunging into the depths of the sea. Running from God is futile. There's no hiding place because we are always visible to the Lord. So instead of trying to flee his presence, welcome it. Amen. And commanding your morning, a daily devotional. As we submit to the Father's authority and grow under it, he leads by virtue rather than demanding obedience like a dictator threatening punishment. He is a living, breathing Father that we touch base with every day and have access to every moment. As a loving dad, he longs to provide our heart's desires, but will never give us something that he knows will hurt us. Amen. My Father and my God, I submit myself to your authority today and declare that my spirit will grow and become fruitful as you lead me by the virtue of your flawless character. I submit to your wisdom as you freely give me my heart's desires. I align my heart with your heart and my will with your will. May your blessings overtake me and the boundary lines fall for me in pleasant places as you have decreed. In Jesus' name, I declare that this is so. Amen. And God's promises day by day. Philippians 2 says, It is God who works in both to will and to do for his good pleasure. For the child of God, the development of patience has two enormous benefits. First, it produces within our character tremendous strength and endurance. Secondly, as we are patient under adversity, we discover the great faithfulness of our God in every situation. Amen. In God's way, day by day, it says, what a tremendous challenge. John says, John 15, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. The change Jesus brings into our lives includes a tremendous challenge to become more than we presently are. Jesus is not a friend who leaves us in our weakness, winks at our sin, or allows us to continue in error. No. He accepts us where we are, But at the same time, he challenges us to move forward toward wholeness, toward perfection, toward genuine excellence. He challenges us to become all our creator designed us to be and to do. He equips us with his presence so we can move from where we are to where he desires us to be. Amen. And when I come back, we'll do God's gifts. Stay with us. And here's a prayer, God's gifts. 
I asked God to give me happiness and God said no. He said that he gives me blessings. Happiness is up to me. I asked God to take away my pride and God said no. He said it was not for him to take away, but for me to give up. I asked God to spare me pain and God said no. He said, suffering draws you apart from worldly cares and brings you closer to me. I asked God to grant me patience, and God said no. He said, patience is a byproduct of tribulations. It isn't granted, it is earned. I asked God to make my spirit grow, and God said no. He said, I must grow on my own but he would prune me to make me fruitful. I asked God for all things that I might enjoy life. And God said, no. He said, I gave you life that you may enjoy all things. I asked God to help me to love others as much as he loves me. And God said, finally, My child, you have the idea. Amen. And yay. God's purposes for your life. It's in the attachment. John 15 says, The branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. You know that serving God is not about effort, but about allowing him to shine through you. But how does that happen? The key is in your attachment to God. This is why Jesus talks about your relationship with him in terms of a vine and a branch. The health and productivity of the branch is completely dependent on its attachment to the vine. Amen. In the same way, The more you seek to know God and to rely on him, the more he reveals himself to you. The more he discloses himself to you, the more you reflect him to others, and you don't have to work it up or strive to perform good works on God's behalf. Instead, you trust the Lord to bring to you the people that he wants you to minister to and to pour his power and wisdom through you into their lives. Amen. The firmer you're attached to Jesus, the more his life can flow through you. So get into his presence, connect yourself to him and seek to know and love him more. Before you know it, His power will flow through you supernaturally, just as he has always meant it to. Amen. Jesus, help me to be so attached to you that when people look at me, they see only you. Amen. And now, from hope for each day, 
It says an experience with God. Isaiah 6 said, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and whom will go for us? And then I said, Here I am, Lord, send me. I think Isaiah 6 is one of the most unforgettable chapters in the Bible. For there we find Isaiah's intimate account of his experience with God. First, Isaiah comprehended who God is. The ultimate experience of life is knowing God, and Isaiah came to know God in his righteousness and holiness. Second, when Isaiah saw who God really is, his response was a deep conviction of his own sinfulness. Anyone who has genuinely seen God is deeply convicted of his or her own sin. Isaiah's conviction about his sin led to confession and then came cleansing as God touched a coal to Isaiah's lips, symbolizing the purging of his sin. 800 years later, Jesus would die on the cross so our sins could be washed away by his cleansing blood. Finally came the challenge, we who see God as he is are to see the world as he sees it and then step out in faith to make a difference. Amen. Wow. God is the only source of true happiness because he alone offers those intangibles that we mistakenly believe can be found on earth. Contentment, security, peace, and hope for the future. None of these can be found in a job. None of these can be found in a human relationship. None of these can be found in money, power, or position. They are God's alone to give. How hard is it for us to believe this? This is understandable if we haven't given our lives to Christ. Then the Bible says our spiritual eyes are blind, unable to see God's truth until the Holy Spirit opens them. But blindness can happen to believers also when we fall into the pattern of the world vainly pursuing happiness in the same ways the world does. That is why the Lord Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount told us where ultimate happiness lies. He said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. This is God's promise, and it is true. So riches or righteousness. Which one will be your goal? Amen. And you know that I encourage the Bible readings daily. I really do. Everything you want to know about God is in the Bible. So as I open up my Bible at the start of each day, I lift my eyes to heaven and I most sincerely pray Lord, open up my heart and mind to hear these words today. I want to understand you, Lord. Please hear these words, I pray. These stories that were written so many years ago hold the way to my salvation. Your word 
has told me so. I thank you for my life, Lord, the blessings of your son, for my family, friends, and neighbors. I love them, everyone. And when I close my eyes, Lord, at the ending of each day, I will praise my Father up in heaven for the gifts he sent my way, for the universe he created and the lives of those I love. There's nothing greater in my life than my love for God who reigns above. Amen. And now our Proverbs for the day. Here we go. A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Ill-gotten treasures have no lasting value, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the craving of the wicked. Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. He who gathers crops in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. Blessings crown the head of the righteous, but violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked. The name of the righteous is used in blessings, but the name of the wicked will rot. The wise in heart accept commands, but a chattering fool comes to ruin. Whoever walks with integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. Whoever winks maliciously causes grief, and a chattering fool comes to ruin. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. Wisdom is found on the lips of the discerning, but a rod is for the back of one who has no sense. The wise store up knowledge, but the mouth of a fool invites ruin. The wealth of the rich is their fortified city, but poverty is the ruin of the poor. The wages of the righteous is life, but the earnings of the wicked are sin and death. Whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life, but whoever ignores correction leads others astray. Whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. Sin is, not intended, sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent hold their tongues. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little value. The lips of the righteous nourish many, but fools die for lack of sense. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. A fool finds pleasure in wicked schemes, but a person of understanding delights in wisdom. What the wicked dread will overtake them. What the righteous desire will be granted. When the storm has swept by, the wicked are gone, 
but the righteous stand firm forever. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so are sluggards to those who send them. The fear of the Lord adds length to life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. The prospect of righteous is joy, but the hopes of the wicked come to nothing. The way of the Lord is a refuge for the blameless, but it is the ruin of those who do evil. The righteous will never be uprooted, but the wicked will not remain in the land. From the mouth of the righteous comes the fruit of wisdom, but a perverse tongue will be silenced. The lips of the righteous knows what finds favor, but the mouth of the wicked only what is perverse. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for those instructions. Amen.